2: podcast uh sorry about the thinking the show was over last week when it was actually going this week in addition to the bowl week but uh anyway you get two more episodes with us uh james is not available today because he's doing baseball things john is back from uh his his uh, trip back home to dc area so we're, we're lucky to have him yeah. providing relief uh but yeah we're gonna look at the uh DraftKings and fan duel both uh, we had a smaller slate this week, obviously with 15 games, so we can cover more ground. Uh, we're going to do the Friday uh, Saturday contest for DraftKings and Fanduel to start off, and then we're going to do DraftKings all day breakdown, and then the breakdowns of the Fanduel early and Fanduel late after that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we can just start right off the bat with the the Friday Saturday, being that it includes uh, the Western Kentucky Southern Miss game that is where john and i agree we will build uh, probably the bulk of our lineups there that's two high scoring teams uh should be good tempo and it's obviously high stakes the two best teams in their conference conference championship game
3: uh john what are your favorite targets in this one uh, I am using Dowdy pretty much everywhere, uh, both in this in this early kind of mini four game slate, uh, and also in the all days. Uh, I think that he's going to have a huge day. You know, like we were talking about, it's a high stakes game against Southern Miss. It's going to be high pace, a lot of scoring. Uh, I could see him throwing four, maybe even five touchdowns. Like, uh, I can't not use him. And I also found that uh, the pricing for his receivers are, are is also pretty reasonable um what do you think about the southern miss guys as well well they're
2: they're kind of a spread the ball around offense but they they have enough uh, efficiency and uh, enough tempo to make make there a few viable targets at running back uh, there's pretty much ito smith and jalen richard it's going to be it's going to be hard to tell which one to put your money behind because they're largely synonymous but ito smith is a little bit more active uh in general richard seems to have more activity concentrated in the red zone whereas smith looks like the better between the ta- uh, between the 20s and also passing down options so on draftkings at least where it's ppr Edo Smith is 5300 and Jalen Richard is $5,500. Uh, if only from the price difference, I can make it easily. D- Smith is my choice if I have to pick between the two, although uh, I, I think Richard is a totally fine play as well. Uh, the real bargain at Southern Miss, I think, is in the passing game, though, where uh, we know Nick Mullins is the only quarterback, and he's 7300 This is a guy who has, uh, what, 35 touchdowns this year, uh, 30 or 38 rather 35 passing so um yeah i'm gonna pick him uh that's that's 60 or yes 7300 for nick mullins so yeah in addition to him mike thomas is the clear lead receiver on that team at 5700 he's almost a must play for me um on the other side of that game nick norris uh nicholas if you will um he's he's a 3300 despite seemingly emerging as kind of the second target behind Taewon Taylor even ahead of Jared Dangerfield lately. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's probably the chalkiest play on the slate but at 3300 I don't know how you fade him. It's not it's he's dirt cheap. I think it's it's near must play as well. Um cuz even his bad games he'll meet value at that price. Uh but yeah I, otherwise I like Anthony Wales a lot in general 6800 I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit him in much but I think he's an awesome running back and I think generally he's still a bit underpriced he's the one that I would rank top at running back on this slate uh without taking into account the price mm-hmm. um but yeah John other things in the the early uh or sorry the Friday and early Saturday on DraftKings that caught your eye Um
3: looking at first I was a little bit hesitant about Baylor just because you know I stacked a uh, good bit of Baylor players last weekend, and obviously uh, I think the weather and just a really uh, motivated TCU team kind of slowed that offense down uh, to a grinding halt. Um, but this week I think they have a much, much easier uh, go against Texas. So, uh, you know, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. I think Chris Johnson uh, at 6,700, he's, uh, what is he, like the fourth most expensive quarterback on this slate? Yeah, it looks like that. Or- Yes, fifth. Sorry. <laughs> See, I mean, that's not bad. And especially, you know, if you combo him and Nick Mullins, you're not, you're not, you're getting like two solid players uh, without like completely overspending and having to get like a multiple, like 3,500 and less guys. Uh, and then Shock Linwood, uh, Art Briles said that he's going to be able to play on Saturday. So I think that's definitely a boost. And at 5,800, uh, definitely like him. Uh, as one of my running backs.
2: Yeah, that Baylor game is terrifying given how they played against TCU, but I think I'm willing to chalk that one up primarily to the weather. Uh, Not that... Johnson did well he obviously did not right but uh he had a he had an okay if you know slightly sloppy game against Oklahoma State the week prior at least we know he can run a little bit when the defense isn't completely disrespecting the pass and this is at Waco Texas's defense is only middling I at 6700 I feel like Johnson's rushing upside makes him a, a really good cash game consideration despite his you know generally terrifying recent history uh, i agree otherwise Doty is is definitely my favorite quarterback on the slate even over matt johnson i like matt johnson but i don't think northern illinois can compete against bowling green i worry about that one turning into uh you know the travis green fred coppet show uh not not to say that 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 show will not start probably after, you know, Johnson already gets his three or four touchdowns. It's just at the same price as Doty. Uh, I agree. Doty's like a five touchdown bet in this game because he he gets more valuable, the better the matchup of the defense is because he normally gets held back because it's just so effortless for Western Kentucky to score. This is a game where they need him and they're going to need him four quarters, I would bet. So I, I really like his chances of like a five, even six touchdown game. Remains to be seen whether I'll fit him in, but I'll definitely try to. Otherwise, uh, like Tyler Higby and DraftKings is listed as a receiver, but 4700 after especially his first game back, two touchdowns. That's interesting. Ryan Burbrink at 4100 is a good uh, cheap target at receiver along with D.J. Thompson, uh, the third Southern Mississippi receiver behind generally Casey Martin, but uh, quite a bit cheaper. Otherwise, uh, Garrick Dieter is more expensive for Bowling Green at 6900 than Roger Lewis at 6500 I would not pick Dieter over Lewis. I think Lewis is way better. Um, Dieter does get a ton of targets, not nearly so efficient as Lewis, but uh, I think Lewis definitely is the one to pick between those two i guess that's about all we really got uh chris warren at texas is obviously going to be a popular running back play with good reason at 5300 uh, affordable and it's it's uh, not a great matchup baylor figures to
3: get a lead there but what is texas going to do except
2: run they can't do anything else yeah um, exactly
3: I, I like his price you know you take it with a grain of salt that you know like he, after a monster week last week there are he is going to be owned a lot but his price really isn't that bad and he was going against a uh you know arguably the worst run defense in the country in Texas tech last yeah. week. And they, they didn't see him coming at all. So, I mean, temporary expectations a little bit, but I s at, at 5,300, I still think he's definitely a viable play. Um, and also, I mean, temple houston are you just completely avoiding this like the plague like i am
2: well i actually think houston should do fine but uh as the kind of the segue to the fan duel uh friday saturday was hey they actually have brandon wilson at running back um (laughs) does not he would be obviously a popular target after burning everybody who owned jab and webb last week when tom herman decided i don't know if it was on the bus to the stadium (laughs) or if, if it was you know sometime before that uh but he was like why don't we move that one guy from corner, <laughs> start him ahead of Webb, and otherwise just tell everybody that you know we're starting Webb. Um, anyway, that worked out well enough for Tom. I'm happy for you, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. But anyway, uh, Ayers is pretty cheap on DraftKings. I like him. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I just generally prefer to put my main money behind Western Kentucky, Southern Miss, and that's the main I, determining factor for me.
3: I think I think I like Taylon uh, Taylor uh, going against Southern Miss at 5900 over. A- Ayers uh, against Temple I mean yeah for sure right that was just my main thinking because Ayers has been awesome and like his his target volume he's really been you know efficient with that lately I mean did you see his one-handed catch over the middle last week that was just insane yeah
2: they really feature him constantly and especially if Kenneth Farrow is out they called it a high ankle sprain and who knows whether that's accurate but high ankle sprains you usually don't come back from in two weeks so right uh, if he's out that's all the more reason to like Ayers because they I mean, they might like Brandon Wilson, but he's a corner still like they can't assume that he's just ready for Kenneth Farrow work. They're going to have to give a little bit extra work to somebody and it's probably Ayers because they use him half like a running back a lot of the time anyway. I don't even know that some big number of his catches have to just be shovel passes that are like almost handoff, just very nearly... Uh, distinguished from a handoff and yeah so they get him the ball ppr scoring i think he's got a pretty high floor and I don't, i'm not convinced temple's quite as great on defense as their numbers say um and they do seem to be wearing down a bit in the second half of the year whereas houston was very sharp last week um but yeah anyway brandon wilson is available on Fanduel, and he's 5900 i made a quick uh you know like rough draft lineup and i did include him 5,900, I feel like if and this is only under the condition that Pharaoh is out, by the way, obviously, uh, if Pharaoh is in, I'm not touching that backfield at all. I don't think there's any way to know how they'll split it. But um, at 5,900, if that's the starting Houston running back, I, I like that because I think Houston will win that game um I, I think that you know a player like him will eventually get into the end zone if 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 uh, houston does as well as i think they will um but otherwise I, I don't think i'll be going at that game on Fanduel again it's the same theme uh southern miss seems a little bit undervalued to me across um pretty right. much all dfs nick mullins at 7800 i really like that price uh he's the fourth most expensive ahead of tyrone swoops uh chris johnson is 7200 so that's something that. Th- something to think about but again Mullins is a 35 touchdown pass player that's three touchdowns a game basically has three more on the ground 7800 Western Kentucky's defense is pretty good Um, but I I think Southern Miss's offense is equally legitimate so I think both teams score a lot in that game 7800 I'm going Mullins pretty much all the lineups I think um, at running back, aside from Wilson, again, Edo Smith comes up. He's only sixty two hundred. Uh, if, if we're going above, uh, you know, the seven thousand market quarterback, probably need one of those right. um, six thousand range running backs. Be it Wilson or Edo Smith, I'm just going with both. It turns out because love Anthony Wales, but eighty six hundred is tough to pay. I'm not doing eighty two hundred for Chris Warren. Joel Buagnon at Northern Illinois. Their offense is just a. It's looked awful the last couple times I've seen it. Ryan Graham is not a good quarterback, and he's hurt. The backup, Fiedler, Tommy Fiedler, I believe. Um, Yeah, he's supposed to start, have no idea what to expect from him. So I don't like Buagnon or really anyone from Northern Illinois. I mean, I'm worried about a blowout uh, by Bowling Green there. But, John, general thoughts on this one?
3: Well. Uh, because of the quarterback situation at NIU, I think it's definitely reasonable to to just be worried that uh, uh, Bowling Green would key so much on the run and make make this really inexperienced uh, quarterback try to try to beat them. Uh, but I think maybe Bu- Buonio in a, in like a tournament could be like a, a guy that's really kind of underused relative to his talent. Uh, but I'm probably not going to use uh, Kenny Galladay. I mean, he he is great, like we talked about, but. With it, with that inexperienced quarterback, I'm staying away from him, especially the, at that price.
2: Yeah, most expensive receiver at 7,900. I don't have him ranked anywhere near in a vacuum as high as I do. Roger Lewis, 7,500. Taquan Taylor, 6,900. Uh, Michael Thomas, certainly at 6,800. Garrick Dieter at 6,700. Um, those those three those three receivers I just happen to make in my skeleton lineup here are Dieter, Thomas, and Taylor. Uh, I feel like they are you know the best three-person combination of those, what I perceive to be three biggest passing games from the slate. Um, Kind of the chalkiest picks among them, I guess, aside from Dieter, who I I would rather have Roger Lewis. I just couldn't afford it. Um, But, yeah, so those are the three guys I'm going with, I believe, unless I change my mind on something, especially if Farrow News comes in and I have to change from Brandon Wilson. Um, But, yeah, otherwise at receiver, Corey Coleman at 6,800. I want to pick him, but I, I just want Thomas Moore and Dieter Moore. Right. Um, any any thoughts in general about BYU? I know you mentioned Linwood in the last one. It looks like Linwood's at 6,500 on uh, FanDuel, whereas uh, Devin Chafin is right behind at 6,300. That's a little bit more than it was on DraftKings,
3: right? Uh, still not breaking the bank for either, but um, I think I think Linwood. Uh, you know, if you if you're really splitting hairs, I think he he's worth the $200 more. I think they're gonna they're gonna use him more.
2: And yeah, uh, real quickly, while while I do prefer Edo Smith straight up. I just at a second glance, I'm not sure I like him a thousand dollars more than Jalen Richard. I'll have to think that over. Jalen Richard is the other Southern Miss back. Former, uh,
3: is he the former Michigan? Uh, oh
2: no, that would be Justice Hayes. Yeah, Jalen Richard seems like he's been there forever now. Uh, <laughs> he, he he's kind of like been in a Marcus Murphy kind of player early on, but now he's like a workhorse, run, or not a workhorse, but their main red zone runner anyway. Um, but yeah, he's been losing a little bit of steam to Edo Smith. But that extra thousand could—I mean, I can definitely get Lewis, etc. know. I'll have to think about that more. Anyway, uh, other. Other receiver
3: targets. I'm trying to s- zip through here. Nick Norris at 5,300. Yeah, my my main question to you is: after Higby, there's a $1,700 drop off to the to the next tight end. I mean, do you do you, do you just completely punt at tight end? Is there a receiver at? at the same price as Higby that that you would take
2: I would uh, instead I would make it a point to get Higby I feel like it's kind of like a gronk scenario basically and and there's no one else on the slate who's even close to him uh yeah, you might get you might just be paying three thousand for a goose egg yeah and uh just looked at the, the receivers a little more Katie Cannon is minimum price at forty five hundred so there's definitely a way to save at receiver to make room for Higby even if you're paying more at quarterback than I did um but yeah if, if you must go with a second tight end you I don't even know if I can pick one. Uh, Looks like the next one would be uh, like Desroy Maxwell or uh, what's 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 the uh, I can't even remember Derek Lee at Bowling Green. But those are those are two top goose egg candidates. I would just go Higby. Like just just do it. Agreed. Um, But yeah, we're going to move on to the DraftKings all day slate now to be slightly different personnel, but some of the same faces that we've already mentioned. Um, Yeah. My skeleton lineup still is heavy on Southern miss Nick Mullins, 7,300 Edo Smith at 5,300. Chris Warren is there at 5,300 and then it's, Pretty much the same people. Nicholas Norris at 3,300. I feel like you still got to go with him. Taewon Taylor, Mike Thomas. I'm actually going, I'm thinking about DJ Thompson in one of my flexes. He's the kind of third receiver for Southern Miss. Uh, But yeah, obviously there's some big names like Derek Henry, Deshaun Watson, uh, Marquise Williams, and then obviously like McCaffrey, Pumphrey. So there's a little bit different dynamic with this one.
3: Yeah, this one's interesting, but I I found myself kind of making a a very similar, uh, you know, Building Using the similar building blocks uh, as we used in those early ones, just because I really like that southern miss western Kentucky game so much um, but beyond that uh, hmm.
2: There's- so yeah the, basically the only the only pivots that i 'm making on this slate from uh, relative to the last one are uh Right now, I'm considering Gerald Holmes at 4,500 for one of my flex spots. It's obviously an awful matchup, um, but Holmes has been the clear lead running back for them for a while now. Um, Let's see. He's got touchdowns in his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, um, including some tough matchups. The last two were Penn State and Ohio State still came out of it with about 130 yards, two touchdowns. And at 4,500 in a relatively small slate like this, that could be all you really need from that spot. But in that same range, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of intrigued by Mac Hollins and Keenshaw Davis, uh, Robbie Anderson. Those three are receivers, um, Robbie at Temple. And then the other two are North Carolina guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I hate picking North Carolina receivers, but uh, it does feel like, the GPP winner will have probably whichever the one right of those one. guys has has a big game and is like good luck trying to guess which <laughs> one. I mean, Mac Hollins is the deep threat only averaging like 25 yards a catch the last two years. Keenshaw Davis and Bug Howard are kind of redundant as just six four guys who show up sporadically, and then you know Ryan Switzer, the uh, the glorified punt returner. Exactly. So uh, I don't I don't I'm not inclined to go after those guys, but it does feel like the Clemson defense and the North Carolina defense are both primed to uh perform far under their averages for the year so far because it's just just going to be a super high energy game with two explosive offenses
3: yeah I mean both those defenses uh you know take take of it what you will but both of those defenses uh let up a good amount of points to pretty inferior offensive units last weekend I thought I mean especially Clemson against South Carolina I think North Carolina is going to be able to score on Clemson for sure
2: yeah I agree and Clemson both teams actually gave up quite a bit of points uh to North Carolina State who I think are quite formidable but not as good as either of the offenses that. Still- stand in that conference sure um but yeah otherwise if you're looking really cheap i guess for me it's charles jones at 3800 uh kansas state running back it's it's at least at kansas state and west virginia has kind of been turned into a run di- one-dimensional run heavy team so it could be surprisingly close and on that note uh actually joe hubner at 5700 is at the very least a gpp major curiosity for me because west virginia hasn't defended the run that well all year um their their passing game doesn't exist uh Schuyler Howard is just not good enough to throw and the receivers are not good enough to catch right. so they that might be a game where can, Kansas State can get a decent amount of traction and at 5,700 for the guy most likely to score any rushing touchdowns for a team that can only score rushing touchdowns uh Huebner I think makes sense at least as a GPP target but generally I'm, I'm trying to pay up for Deshaun Watson in this one it's 8,600 uh even though I love Doty at 8,400 Um, You just do wonder what the rushing upside can do with Watson. And if you can afford him, uh like the skeleton lineup i made i guess i'm probably going to pick watson most like you know at least two times out of three or something
3: what what do you think about smallwood i mean his price is a little bit more palatable this week it's dropped down to uh sub six thousand. so i mean going against that kansas state team like we were talking about that's going to be a very slow game plotting yeah uh i love smallwood
2: as a general rule and the matchup is something he can definitely take advantage of um yeah maybe i might have to think about you know going from watson to uh switching from you know dj thompson to charles jones or something and going for uh yeah i'm gonna see if i can swap out gerald holmes dj thompson and deshaun watson for dodie something something let's see gonna go smallwood and then i got oh can't do it nope 2900 i have to get a little more creative but yeah 5900 for for wendell smallwood is something i'm definitely very interested in Uh, Um, i was
3: also interested in uh justin davis at 5100 i think some people might be a little bit or, or uh yes justin davis uh I think some people might be scared off uh, just because the the brand name, Stanford, you know, you'd think uh, you can't run on them at all, but right. I, I think you can, and it seems like... They, yeah, their
2: defense isn't very good anymore. It,
3: yeah, it's uh, narrative over reality, it, it seems like, and, you know, he's been getting a, a good amount of the workload, and he had a mount, he's coming off a monster game. Uh, I like Justin Davis at 5,100.
2: Yeah, I, I picked him last week, and I felt like I dodged a bullet, though, because they do... Sp- they split the carries a scary amount between him, Ronald Jones and the now apparently healthy Trey Madden, although he's mostly, I guess a short yardage guy. Now, um, definitely like, like you said, the matchup is not the reason to stay away. If you stay away from Justin Davis, you should only stay away. If you're worried about his workload, because the matchup is something he can handle. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, people are going to wonder about Timothy McVeigh, the air force running back who had 9,000 fantasy points (laughs) last week (laughs) against, uh, who did he do that against? um, New Mexico he had sorry 67 fantasy points on DraftKings um he's 4,800 uh which is 200 more than Jacoby Owens who is I mean I would still feel like Jacoby Owens is the favorite to lead that team in carries McVay even in that game last week had just 12 um which was you know his first double digit carry game at, at Air Force Also, five catches for 157 yards and three touchdowns is awfully fluky. He had five touchdowns total that game. Uh, That price is cheap enough, and that was a huge enough previous game that people are going to chase those points, I think. I probably will not, even at 4,800, because the San Diego State defense is frightening, and I just don't trust that he's actually going to have anything close to the same efficiency, even if he sees a similar workload. Uh, But I I won't argue against picking him that those are crazy numbers to chase if you must chase numbers. Uh, but yeah, let uh, I guess we're going to move to the S- the Saturday early on Fanduel. Nothing, Almost done on uh, Florida Alabama. Oh, uh, Derrick Henry will score enough touchdowns for Alabama to win by like three points or whatever. I, I guess I'm not going to go after much there though.
3: No, I th- yeah, spe- he's going up against the best defense they've probably faced all year, and he's coming off of 46 carries. I'm definitely staying away from Derrick Henry.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess if there's anybody that I would chase in that game, it might be Calvin Ridley just because of PPR. But even then, I'm not confident that he's going to get more than like 60 yards, and I don't think he's going to score exactly. So no, I don't. Either either so i'm staying away there all right we agree um we we move on to the saturday early on Fanduel, which has some interesting some novel choices to to consider at least uh georgia state georgia southern new mexico state louisiana monroe we also got the man elijah mcguire who has had a very disappointing season with a combination of injuries and, and just shockingly bad quarterback play tanking his surroundings um he's going to play against troy at 7100 that's really tempting to me as a person who's been following him his whole career pretty much uh he's done crazy crazy stuff at lafayette uh, he's kind of been undermined this year by again injuries and just the team around him is just garbage mm-hmm. uh, truly literal garbage bags filled with garbage <laughs> and elijah mcguire he got shut down last week again on the road against a very tough Appalachian State defense, however, the week before against New Mexico State, which is more along you know troy 's run defense tier. Troy is better than New Mexico State, but uh, right. he ran over one hundred fifty nine fifty nine yards. 159 yards sorry two touchdowns and um he didn't he hasn't caught many passes since catching 10 for 134 yards against arkansas state a couple months ago um i guess we can't really count on that with him anymore but i like mcguire a little bit at least as a gpp consideration because if he is healthy and that team doesn't just completely sabotage him he can go nuts like he does crazy stuff when he's at top in top form um but with that said I definitely want to target on this one at running back Larry Rose at 7400 is a must must play for me. That's um, so
3: cheap for what he's going to give you especially playing against uh they going against Louisiana Monroe this Yeah, week? Monroe's yeah, really one of bad. The worst teams in in the entire uh like landscape. Yeah,
2: so so this three game stretch that Rose had against uh troy idaho and texas state 33 47 48 fantasy points i think that's more along what you're going to get from rose against louisiana monroe anything could happen but uh their passing game their scheme in general is pretty explosive they've had a lot of injuries and yet they keep they keep humming along teldrick mortar teldrick morgan back at receiver making a big impact and what do you know he's only six thousand at receiver that's 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 a good price for teldrick morgan as well um but yeah otherwise i'm gonna try to get breda matt breda from georgia southern he's going against georgia state georgia state can't stop him um but georgia state's offense might be just good enough to keep breda in the game for the whole game so that would be you know, major upside there. So yeah, I'm going after Braden Rose at running back for the most part. Uh, You might be wondering who Tyler Sidinski is. Uh, Robert Lowe, the running back at Texas state, who is generally a star player is dealing with turf toe, scratch him off your list, but also scratch off Tyler Sidinski. In my opinion, Um, Texas state on the road against Arkansas state. That's a really bad Texas state offense. Now without their best player, Robert Lowe, Um, Arkansas state's defense has been pretty adequate. Um, But yeah, John general thoughts.
3: Yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you kind of saved me from that pitfall. I was, I was thinking, you know, Robert Lowe's out. You know, here I'm going with with uh, Sidzinski, But, yeah, I, you know, in the end, you're right. Texas State is just a, kind of a mess. And Arkansas State, I think, it seems to be clicking at the right.
2: Yeah, time. and our guy Wendell is at 6,600. If you'd rather go cheaper than Breda and Larry Rose, so Wendell Smallwood over Tyler Sidzinski, no question in my day. opinion. Yeah, um, but yeah. Otherwise, as we. Our favorites are always from Southern Miss, Western Kentucky. I'm g- I know the a big question for a lot of people like you brought up, John. Tyler Higby at tight end or Keith Rucker, the Georgia State tight end. And for me, it's easy. Uh, I'll pay 400 more for Higby because I'm confident that his team will score a lot of points. Uh, whereas R- Rucker, uh, Georgia State's D- uh, pass offense is prolific, certainly high volume has a certain amount of efficiency to it but it doesn't face many defenses as good as georgia southerns um so you worry that you know that offense has been at a high level very high level lately so high that it's fit in all of keith rucker and then the wide receiver trio of penny Hart, robert davis and donovan harden for huge games and it just doesn't seem sustainable that all four of them could be viable all at the same time i think rucker is an is a clear candidate to to be the one who takes a back seat when the others have a bigger game but uh, I won't I mean he's a good pick he's one of the top fantasy tight ends no questions asked Uh, on the note of those receivers Robert Davis is a pricing glitch it appears he's 4,500 he's a six foot three receiver he's been a good player there for three straight years now Hyper productive. yeah 932 yards and five touchdowns this year there is Donovan Harden who was the star last year he's also 4,500 and and worth consideration Um, and Penny Hart as I said but davis is a good player and at 4500 i will not fade that that's just so cheap at the wide receiver position for a guy who can very easily give you 100 yards and a touchdown um but yeah otherwise i, I guess i'm probably going to go with uh michael thomas and taewon taylor otherwise trace houston at 7200 i am just laughing at uh <laughs> he has 10 fluky touchdowns this year um but jd mckissick and uh, Dijon Pascal are just as likely to have a good game as he is, in yeah. my opinion.
3: I was I was definitely thinking about Dijon Pascal. He's he's uh, put together a few big games in a row. He seems to be pretty explosive. And, you know, we're not in the PPR here on FanDuel, so you don't have to worry about him not, not getting, like, eight, nine catches. So I think that uh he's he's got a nice matchup and then i I was looking at teddy rubin actually from from, oh i forgot about teddy uh, where is he uh he's actually right there same price 55 okay that's actually uh, that's 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 probably
2: very tempting for me now he's
3: he's been very good yeah rubin i i I looked it up he's he's got like 30 more targets than the next guy uh in that offense i mean i mean he leads a team with 77 so that means that you know obviously they're not throwing it a ton but he's like far and away the, the guy getting the most looks
2: and on that note uh brandon silvers is actually an interesting quarterback if you're trying to punt there a little bit 6600 he is very like mild mildly active as a runner he occasionally gets some runs chances but uh generally he's he's just a passer who has Modest numbers on the year because he just tanks against good defenses, but he has he did have four touchdowns against Louisiana Monroe, five against New Mexico State, and certainly the Lafayette defense is more along those lines than it would be, say Appalachian State or Georgia Southern. Yeah. So that's that's a GPP consideration, I think. Um, otherwise, the only the only quarterbacks I would bother with that uh, Chris Johnson has a GPP at seventy two hundred, uh, Mullins at seventy eight hundred. But yeah, uh, and Skylar Howard at 7,900. Uh, don't I would not pick Nick Arbuckle because the worry with that is um, at 8,400, he's a good player. But uh Georgia Southern just runs the clock out so fast. They only let opponents run an average of sixty-one plays per game, which is extremely low. Um it's 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 just a possibility that they can finish that game with not many not as many plays as they normally need to give the numbers that people expect. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, otherwise the yeah, receiver is the toughest question for me. Like I am going Breda and Larry Rose. Uh receiver on this one, yeah, between ruben um, even who did I just see? I mean Teldrick Morgan, like we mentioned he's he's very interesting jamal robinson at 5800 is in play mm-hmm. uh reuben 5500 i prefer over jamal robinson but uh nicholas Mon- norris is still there and who was it else that i saw um just lost oh casey martin is uh the pretty much the second receiver for southern miss and he's all the way down at 5100 so he's also a top consideration um generally the skeleton that i'm looking at though uh, probably gonna go with Rose, Breda, Robert Davis, Higby, and I notice I can't quite get a quarterback that I want, so I'm gonna have to cut probably Taewon Taylor for
3: uh, s- somebody or other. I might I uh, might try to pa- 5500 receivers. They're they're uh, they're there for the taking.
2: Yeah, uh, and by the way, Freddie Knighton at 9100, if you can afford him, should be pretty nice. He gets a lot of carries in that offense, and he's got he's humming as a passer now seven right. passing touchdowns in the last two games he's got pretty clear 40 point potential um and he's at home texas state can't do anything against him it's gonna be an ugly game but yeah uh let's see you feel like the uh, late one now john yeah let's, let's move on to it all right guys uh we're gonna get to the late Fanduel one now uh this this slate is air force san diego state uh, uh sorry i uh, I'm gonna say this from home to away now, whereas I did the opposite with that. Uh, South, South Alabama against Appalachian State, USC versus Stanford, Clemson versus UNC, and Iowa versus Michigan State. Um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at this one much, John. Have you? Uh,
3: not a not a whole lot, but uh, I, you know we can dig into it pretty quickly. I feel like uh, you know we talked about um timothy mcveigh from the 8600 yeah now he's he's the second most expensive guy behind pumphrey and he's going against a a brick wall of a run defense especially relative to the competition they're using used to facing so i you know just do not play him yeah san
2: diego state's defense is not just good it's it's like suffocating
3: uh I noticed that McCaffrey is cheaper than, than Elijah Hood. Uh, you know, they're both expensive. You'd be paying up. Uh, but I think you can actually save a little bit at quarterback. You know, you may you may call me on my Big Ten bias here, but uh, C.J. Bethard, uh, Michigan State's uh, pasty. I mean, this is just, you know.
2: 5,800 is like he gets you 16 points in your golden and assuming you hit at the other ones. And,
3: I, you know, this is going to be a very competitive game where uh, – and you got to take into account that Iowa hasn't trailed since uh, some time in like late October. So Bethard's passing attempts have been way down in recent weeks. I mean, he only threw it like 16 times. They don't throw think. unless they need to. Like that's and, the rule. And I think they're going to need to. And I think his weapons, you know, they're not flashy, but they're good enough uh, to get you know some yards after the catch if he hits his running backs or his tight ends. True, true. Uh, I I don't quite have the stomach to go for Bethardic quarterback. I'm I'm it's
2: slim pickings. Like I looked at a, at a glance, I was like, Oh, Taylor lamb at 8,100. That's okay. Appalachian state's going to score on Southern uh, South Alabama, but it's, so." Su- taylor lamb is on a team that is a lot like georgia southern like they run out the clock so fast they don't run many plays they're just extremely efficient with the ones they do run right but uh you know it's it's easy for for a guy like lamb to finish a game with like 18 pass attempts and five carries and like what good is 10 yards a carry and 12 yards a pass if he's doing that little so i'm gonna try to fit in deshaun watson and if not him marquise williams Uh, There's a twenty-three hundred dollar point gap or uh, dollar gap between the two, so it won't be easy. But at running back, I can tell you as much as tempting as McCaffrey is at eight thousand, and he is tempting. I would take him. I'm going to rank him as in a vacuum above any running back on this slate. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, Marcus Cox at seventy-eight hundred is tempting too. But at running back, I'm going Wayne Gallman at sixty-two hundred, and I'm going Jalen Moore, the backup Appalachian State runner, at fifty-eight hundred. Um, Marcus Cox has been a little bit banged up lately. He had like 22 carries, I think, last week. Um, But this is a game that I don't... Cody Clements, I think, might be hurt for South Alabama, too. Mm, That's a problem. Um, i got to
3: look this up, actually. questionable.
2: Okay, so he left that last game of theirs with a shoulder injury. We'll try to find more on that. But if if Clements isn't that good to begin with, and if he's out, uh, Appalachian State's going to win that game by like 35 points, and what better time for the backup runner to get in than a meaningless... Uh, week 14 game against you know that doesn't have like conference championship implications or something mm-hmm. uh, especially when Marcus Cox was just a couple weeks ago rested entirely from a game um, so yeah I, I really like Jalen Moore Gallman tandem F- fitting in a receiver okay so Juju is 6400 he's probably my favorite target yeah he's my favorite target Absolutely. in a vacuum um, 5200 for Dion Kane I'm going at I believe he's their best receiver at this point uh, on Clemson so yeah I, I like that a little bit then we then we get a bit of a tighter cap. Um, I might have to give up Watson for for Marquise Williams at some point. Uh, it's but not, that's not a terrible trade off. No, it's not. It isn't. And uh, so at t- I'm going to look at tight end real quick to see what we can narrow down, perhaps. Um, other than Gerald Everett and Austin Hooper, I guess Jordan Leggett is okay. Yeah, Leggett's pretty good actually. Yeah, he's very sporadically targeted. But um, George Kittle or uh, Henry Krieger Coble. That's that is. I actually think I'm leaning towards Kittle right now. Uh, have you have you seen Kittle yet? Yeah, he's, he he looks like a. I mean, I, granted, my my hands. main memory of him is like two years ago when he had like an 80 yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's fast for a tight end. Like he's probably their best pure receiver on that team. It seems like it.
3: And and the who they have on the outside is just so average.
2: Vandenberg is awful. Tavon Smith is apparently only capable of you know like three catches a game or something. They won't rely on him for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, I do like Kittle, even with krieger Coble there, and I think they're going to, like you said, uh, the re- the same reason you like Bethard, there's all the more reason to like Kittle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I put in Deion Kane, George Kittle. I got 6,900 on average left, so I can actually pick Juju with, with no trouble. Yeah, I That's... would definitely
3: take Juju over Burbridge. I would not mm-hmm. chase to Burbridge. I mean, obviously, he's been a great player, and he's really heavily targeted by Connor Cook, but... Uh, the, the strength of Iowa's whole team is really their secondary. And, you know, yeah, Desmond King, King Desmond specifically King just a beast. So yeah,
2: you would think they would put him on Burbridge given, uh, Connor Cook's dependence on Burbridge. Um, yeah, although I'm having trouble thinking of a third receiver. I like at all on this slate. Um, maybe I'm,
3: darius rogers i don't even know
2: yeah i actually th- i think this is the slate that finally gets me to pick a north carolina receiver um did just because like the strength. other the other options i mean i just don't see what's here really uh, there's nothing in the south alabama passing game i like uh, uh was it josh mcgee is their best target he's a minimum salary receiver but he's he's very hit or miss um he's the kind of guy who even on
3: his good games it's for like three three catches for 100 yards or something and we just talked about is you know he could be missing a starting quarterback too so that's all the more reason to stay away
2: right you could try your luck with one of those appalachian state receivers uh their personnel is slightly different at this point than it was for most of the year because Shaden meters or whatever his name is is out mm-hmm. so they've got this uh let's see Dante Jones and yeah, Dante Jones has been stepping up a little bit for them, I guess. Uh, Sims McElfresh is generally their top target. Great name, yeah, um, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I might try forty seven hundred for Switzer, maybe. I actually i'll go 56 i'll do it i'll go 5600 on mac Hollins. uh i guess the way that i expect that game to go a lot of deep shots a lot of just general aggression uh holland's is a guy who must average like 15 yards a target with how stupid his receiving averages and how he just seems to almost exclusively run fly routes <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's kind of an early look i can actually take this opportunity to spend my remaining 1800 on a jalen moore upgrade perhaps no, I won't. There's not an upgrade of that. Like, anyway, so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like what uh, I might I might swap out Gallman for Christian McCaffrey, something like that. Um, I don't think I'll be able to pay for Pumphrey in at 9,100 against Air Force. I'm not super psyched on that anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, um, tight end, I guess it's Kittle. Otherwise, Gerald Everett for South Alabama should do okay, even if he doesn't have a quarterback. He's just their best pass catcher. Um I don't, i'm not excited about hooper but i guess he's kind of due for a decent game after not i guess he scored last week so he's he's he's, he's steady enough he's he's worth it he's probably the better cash game option objectively than kittle is uh, right. we, we're just we're just big big 10 fans here huge so uh yeah uh, i guess that's about all we got at this point uh thanks for
3: listening everyone thanks john you, what is your twitter handle i'm at johnny mckex that's at j-o-h-n-n-y-m-c-k-e-c-h-s
2: all right thanks i'm at nfl draft underscore rw um have a great weekend guys and good luck with your uh your remaining regular season dfs week here regular season championship week i should say uh all right bye everyone see you <laughs>